want to welcome you back to our podcast, Healing the Broken Marriage. We are your hosts. I'm Alicia. And I'm Brian. And we are just so grateful that you guys are joining us this week. Um, if you if the, if you're new listening, and uh, I really want to encourage you to go listen to um, our earlier episodes because today is going to be a continuation from last week. So, um, in our last couple podcasts, we opened up and we told you guys a little bit about us and our story. Um, we went over some pretty hard topics of betrayal. And this week, we're going to continue this conversation. I feel like betrayal is one of those topics that it's like one podcast just isn't enough because there's so many layers, so much depth to it, so much pain associated with it that I really just wanted to to vote um, another podcast and uh, and even bring in a psychologist for the next one to kind of go over how to practically um, get through a betrayal and how to heal effectively. So. Yeah. Betrayal is a hard thing that a lot of individuals and couples actually face. Yeah. Um, yeah. Gosh, I don't even know where to start. Yeah. I'm trying to think where to start without crying. We got a yeah. long history, don't we? Yeah. I'm <laughs> the betrayer. Um, and you'll probably hear me say this many times through the podcast, but I think 98% of why our marriage went wrong was because of me. Mm. Um, when she was like an amazing wife, still Aww. is. I was but, not perfect. No, <laughs> no way. I know I, I no, way. no way set out to be that person that I was back then. Right. Thank God that I'm not now. Mm-hmm. But uh, yeah, I be- betrayed you. Um, my wife, you know, first and foremost, well, I guess I should say probably betrayed God more than anybody. And then you, um, and then it was just a trickle down effect. You know, the kids we had, you know, it started when we had one and then it ended when we had three and, uh, betrayed a lot of people, betrayed my parents your parents, friends, the church. There was a point in time when I was sitting on the board at church as a deacon and betrayed the whole church and, you know, my church family. So it can happen to anybody. Yeah. Uh, the enemy don't care who he destroys or how he destroys them and how, many, right. how many people are destroyed around it. But yeah, no way. No way state or form set out when I met you thinking I would be this type of person, you know, I grew up in church and had that background. Um, you know, when we met and got married, I was just wanting to live the happy, successful life as a free American. Yeah. You know, I had big dreams. Yep. And, um, of course we all know the enemy wants to steal our dreams. And, uh, you know, I just, you know, started with one affair that turned into multiple affairs. And not only that, just, you know, dishonesty and hiding things, um, you know, alcohol, just, just, there's just a numerous things, you know, I was hiding and, 
and you know now gosh told other man that's just the best feeling in the world not to you know well you know i'll leave my phone laying out on the counter yeah um there's just nothing there to hide but it's so you know i've told other men and meetings and stuff and bible studies that you know the the freedom that comes from knowing that you're not hiding anything um you know just leaving my phone out you know for you to look at or you know just go out on a farm or wherever and just leave it in the house um and not worried about somebody texting me that shouldn't be texting me or something coming through on my phone or you looking through and finding something. But, uh, you know, and hiding alcohol, I used to hide alcohol in, in my truck, you know, or around the house. And of course you, you and your mom would go through and find it and throw it <laughs> out and I'd buy more. We, we went on like alcohol hunting brigade sometimes when he wasn't home. <laughs> yeah. So there's just, uh, there's a huge amount of freedom that comes from being free from that and not having that hanging over your head and being able to lay down at night and sleep and know that, you know, if you die in the middle of the night that, you know, your sins are forgiven and you're pure. And, you know, I've told you, I still wake up because I want to be close to God as I can be. Mm -hmm. I wake up several times a night, you know, just because I always have, but, you know, even then I wake up saying, you know, I want to, you know, I just ask God to purify me mm-hmm. and, you know, make me as pure as I can be so I can get to a level with him that I've never reached. Yeah. But um, when I was living that life, I've, you know, I've told you and I've told others, especially men and that's been through it. And if you've been down that road, you know, whether you're a man or a woman today listening, mm-hmm. you'll know you know where I'm coming from. but just coming home at night after being somewhere I shouldn't have been and you get in the shower and no matter how much you scrub or how much you try to clean yourself, you get out and you have that dirtiness still on you. You know, you're clean physically, but it's just that sin that and the shame that comes with it. You can't get clean of it no matter how hard you try except through God, you know, when he cleanses you and you ask forgiveness, repent. But yeah, that, uh, that feeling of being clean, there's, there's nothing like it. It's just, there's words can't describe unless you've been there. And still today, you know, I think about it and I look back at the things I did and, uh, I don't feel like, you know, I don't feel like I even knew that person. You know, it's like a stranger to me. Um, Feels like you're talking about someone. Yeah, it's like a third party. Um, I don't like that person for sure. <laughs> but um, yeah, it's really hard to believe that I did the stuff I did, and uh, but I think it's part of God's healing power. Yeah, and His grace over you when you repent and you try to get out of that lifestyle, and you know it. It was a battle for you know. It, it almost seemed like. As long as many years I was involved in sin, yeah, it was it a took lot of that many years. It was too. a lot of years. I mean, it took that many years almost, or not quite as many, but it's taken. To, we're still going through the process. Yeah, we're still processing through some. Um, but you know, it took a lot of work. You know, it wasn't just like 
It wasn't a quick fix. Yeah, it wasn't like I woke up one day and decided not to do that, and then everything was good. You know, you still had, mm-hmm. you know, the skeletons. You still had people you ran into and yeah. husbands you ran into, and you still had family that didn't like you. And, you know, I went through that whole time period of apologizing to grandparents and parents. And well, even our own kids. Our kids and our you kids. and my parents and seeing people wow. out. It was the husbands and apologizing to them and wanting to beat you up. <laughs> yeah, yeah, yeah. One second, one to come through my truck window, and the next minute, thanking me for stopping and talking. So yeah, but yeah, it's it's not it's not an easy uh, it's not an easy quick fix. But uh, God got us where we are today. I think because He knew how determined we were to change things and to turn things around. Yeah, absolutely. For me, I can say, um, you know, betrayal from a spouse is definitely an indescribable pain. Um, For any of you who have experienced it, you know, it hurts on so many, so many levels. Um, Sometimes you even hurt in your physical body. You know, it, um, I would experience, I remember, you know, going through this, I would experience panic attacks, outbursts of anger or tears. It is, it's a very traumatic event that can have long lasting effects if you don't get healing from it. Our kids were acting out, you know. Yeah, yeah. Our even kids our kids in school. Very, uh, very good and uh well-mannered in school was, you know, the teachers could tell a change, especially yeah. one of their demeanors. And well, I think, you know, yeah, I had our one around our son, you know, she was kind of depressed and sad. And yeah, I remember I was telling this story about our son, our oldest, he was maybe fifth or sixth grade and very, very respectful. E- even to this day, he's just the most respectful child I've ever met. And yes, sir, yes, ma'am. yes, yes, so respectful. And um, his teacher contacted me and said that he was um, acting out and it was very odd for him to do so. And she said that um, she would ask him to do things and he would just say, no, no, I don't want to do that. She says very odd for him. So she just wanted to reach out, and make sure everything was going okay. And at that point, um, we had, I had filed for divorce from Brian and, um, I think this was after the, the fourth affair I'd filed for divorce. And, um, I told her what was going on in our home and she was very, you know, sympathetic and apologetic and just said that she would, now that she knows this, she'll be uh, more watchful with him and, you know, just, um, caring for him on a different level. So then a few days later, she contacted me again and said, I just want to let you know, I I had a conversation with your son and I told him, you know, I know your mom and dad's going through a divorce. And, um, he said, it's okay. It's okay. I'm going to get them back together. (laughs) He's a, yeah, still is today. At 19 years old, he's, yeah, something's broke. He's ready to fix it. Oh, that part. That yeah. still gets me. That part right there. <laughs> I know. That and I remember my science teacher at a ball game and you were sitting at one end of the bleacher and I was at the other. We didn't want anything to do with each other. Yeah. And 
He don't know. I'll tell him someday. Yeah. Because I talk to him about farm stuff sometimes, but he was sitting there and we were like, I guess days away from finalizing everything. And he just said something or he asked about my boy playing, you know, or our son playing. And he said, looks like a good kid. And he said, he said, yeah, the problem with the world today is the kids, they just don't have parents. And their parents either divorce or they don't spend time with them. And Wow. Oh, my gosh. It was hit, a shameful moment for me. in the gut right there. Oh, my Lord. <laughs> he has no idea, but I thought about that, and I thought about that. Yeah. And I remember I always tried to work things out. I remember that was, well, there was a lot of turning points, you know. You know, we'll yeah. get into those later. The, the suicide attempt and stuff. That was a huge opener for both of us. But, um, but yeah, what he said stuck with me. Mm-hmm. It made me think. And a lot of times we say things to people and we just think they blow it off or don't. But they might seem like they blow it off, but it gets stuck in the back of their mind and they think about it from time to time. So yeah, it does. It's one of those situations. Or you'll have somebody come you know, up thankful. to you. I, I have a lot of respect for him. Yeah. Or you'll have somebody come up to you and they don't know what you're going through and they'll speak right into your situation unknowingly. Right. And it's God. God's right. speaking you know, to you. So, um, yeah, that was, a, <laughs> that was a pretty intense five minutes, but we really wanted you guys, we really wanted you to see, um, and that's just really surfacey even, you know, yeah, that's well, not probably the worst. <laughs> I was going to say, we've had, um, situations where the police has been called out. <laughs> it's, it was pretty, yeah. Pretty bad. Yeah. Pretty bad. Give really, yeah. Through all this, we just want to give hope that yeah. no matter how bad your situation is, that there is hope and there's yes. light. Yes. Oh my gosh. You guys, the people that are closest to us and they know our full story. They knew we hated each other. They, <laughs> they did. They knew our full story. It, even my parents. Um, we had, we had, Ministers, Christians <laughs> telling us we just need to get divorced. <laughs> yes, my poor dad. Um, he he even thought at one point because I continued to let Brian come back home. He thought I I was mental. He thought like I had a mental problem. I needed I needed to be checked out. But the the reason that I continued to take Brian back was honestly, um, and I'll just share after the after the fourth affair. Um, I was done. I, my heart had broken so many times. I didn't think that it could break again, but you'd be surprised how the heart heals and how it breaks. It just, you're like, well, it can't break anymore. And then it'll break again. And then it'll break again. And after the fourth one, I just, I couldn't take anymore. And so um, I filed for divorce and. And I'd filed for divorce. Yeah. You had filed for divorce. And then I filed right after you, I think. And I remember I, I still just didn't, I didn't have peace at all. And at this point, um, I had really started to cling to God. I had really, really started to just grab onto God because I didn't have anything. I didn't know what to do. And as I started to pursue God very heavily, I mean, cause everything in my world was upside down. And I didn't know what to do. So my foundation, I went back to my foundation. 
which my foundation was God. And I'm so, so thankful. I'm Aren't so you thankful. thankful for our foundations? I'm thankful for your, your foundation at that point. Oh my gosh. I didn't understand. Well, your foundation pulled you out as well, but right. But yeah, you know, we hated each other so bad, but I would come over to the house and you had all of our pictures on a poster board by the bed. And you told me that you would pray for me every night. As much as we hated each other, I always thought, how can she pray for me knowing the things I'm doing and how I've treated her? We hated each other. Yeah. I mean, like. It was hard. It was hard. Like, throwing fist. Yeah. Not me, but you. You threw fist. I, um, those aren't proud moments. Yeah. <laughs> we hated each other with passion. And then I realized you were praying for me. And I'm like, how's this person praying for me that I'm hurting this bad? Yeah. It was a true, I think it was an opener for me that that was like the true love of God. Yeah. That as bad as I hurt you, you still prayed for me. It was hard. <laughs> and then, and then it was hard for me because yeah. I thought, this girl loves me. Mm-hmm. Even though she acts like she hates me. She loves me. And then, you know, then it was confusing because it was, we couldn't get along at all. <laughs> and I thought, this girl loves me so much, but we'll never work out. That, that was a tough part because yeah. I didn't think we'd ever work out as much as we fought and hated each other. But there was that side of you that I knew you were praying for me. I thought, this is the last person that should be praying for me. But you were. But I didn't know how it would work out. I was like, had no idea. Oh, yeah. I didn't. I didn't either. And I remember, because um, I've, had, I've had a lot of people ask me, why did you stay? Why did you continue to put yourself through that? Why did you continue to put your kids through that? And I have one answer. And it is literally because God asked me to. And I don't say that like God is a, you know, he, he likes to torture his kids <laughs> because I, I remember the last time it was the, um, the fourth affair. I was, I was really done. My heart was just in shambles. My kids were, my kids were, they were pretty much a mess at this point. They were, they were it was a mess. Bad. It was bad. Yeah. Turned bad to the point where I didn't come around because I didn't want to see their hurt. Yeah, he would stay away. Stayed away. To shield himself from seeing them, which only hurt them more. But do you see how the enemy? That's how he works. Right. He he works. They needed you, and yeah. But um, so I remember I was just I was walking down my parents' driveway. And I was just crying um, because I didn't know what to do. I'd filed for divorce, but like it didn't feel right. It just didn't feel right. And I thought, does it not feel right because I don't want to be a single mom? Or does it not feel right because this isn't what God wants here? And so I just, I had been learning how to hear God's voice and just, this is at the very beginning (laughs) when I was trying to figure out how do you hear God? What does he sound like? I, I need to hear him. I couldn't just be content with an evangelist or a prophet coming to my church. 
and then giving me a word, which was very, you know, that usually didn't happen. Usually they picked someone else. <laughs> and then you left the service feeling like God had forgotten you. So I was walking down my parents' driveway and I just said, God, I don't know what to do. And I just heard him say so clearly inside of me, would you give him one more chance? And when I heard those words, I knew it wasn't a command. I knew it wasn't, you know, um, do it or else. I knew it was a question. Would you give him one more chance? And I remember feeling just like, God, why? This is, this is the fourth time. Why? Why would you request this of me? And I remember just feeling a little angry at the time because I was like, what about me? I felt like, what about me? And what I didn't realize that in my decision to stay, it was all about me. It was about me. It was about Brian. It was about our children. It was about our legacy. It was about our children's children. Our grandchildren. Our grandchildren. For a thousand generations. Yeah. I mean, like it, it just couldn't goes stop. On and on and on. We could have been a very, we could have been a very bad story or part of the story. Our two lives could have been a bad part of the story of our generation. Yeah. That would have been told. Oh, yes. If, if things would have went totally opposite mm -hmm. with the suicides and stuff. Yes. But I know God asked you to give you another chance and God gave me another chance, but you know, he was very audible to me when he spoke to me and I've told you this, that yeah. he said, this is your last chance. Yeah. You know, I told you that, you know, God forgives yeah. and forgives and forgives and forgives and gives us chance after chance after chance. But it was almost like without me even knowing that he had asked Alicia to give me another chance. Yeah. When things turned, I remember him telling me, this is your last chance. He said this to us separately. Know, yeah. I didn't know whether that was mm -hmm. like, okay, next time you're on crash and burn or next time you're going to perish or right. I had no idea. Yeah. I just knew that he said, this is your last chance. And it was that plus a lot of other things yeah. you know, that turned, yeah. turned my decision, but it literally happened overnight. Yeah. You know when it happened? It, it happened overnight. overnight for me. It did. It, it happened, happened overnight over for you. A couple of years for everybody else. Yeah. Because nobody believed that I had changed. Yeah. Um, it's kind of like Paul, you know, mm -hmm. with his encounter. It's Damascus Road. Right. You had a Damascus yeah. Road encounter but with God. For everybody around him to believe that yeah, he was a changed that's, man. Yeah, that's true. That's a good example. So, but yeah, it's, uh, yeah, that last chance. Gosh. It's so it's, funny how God even used the same wordage mm -hmm. with both of us. Right. Would he get, would I give you one more chance? Mm -hmm. And he said, this is your last chance. Yeah. And I knew it. Yeah. I knew he was speaking to me and I knew this was it. Like there was no more running out on you and the kids. There yeah. was no more going out and drinking or whatever, partying or running around. There was no more. Yeah. That was it. Mm -hmm. You know, that was over. It was, it was. In your uh, heart, it was done. Yeah. It was finalized. Right. I knew that. I started spending more time with God and. You, you yeah. did. You made like a complete 180. Right. You were living with somebody and you just were gone. Yeah, moved yeah. out. You dropped off like, the face of the yeah. earth. Yeah, I did. <laughs> and people told me that. People would see me out once in a while around town, old friends, and they'd be like, 
we thought you dropped off the earth because I just disappeared. I did. Yeah. I mean, I wasn't. You were Brian, like. I wasn't Brian out on Friday and Saturday nights partying at the bars. You just, you know, all just, of a sudden, you were family man and, number you know, one. That, that being said, you know, that, that, you know, nothing against any of my past friends, but when you change, a lot of times your friends change. Yes. Yeah. You know, people think they can change and hang on to their old friends. It's, it don't work. No matter hard, no matter how hard you try, it don't work. yeah, you got to change. Like you, don't, you have to make a clean yeah. start. And right. no offense to the people, right. but no. a lot of times when you're living in that yeah. place, not that you can't impact them later when your faith and your foundation is built up and strong again. Yeah, and you, and I think yeah. you need to make sure God maybe, is in that too. Right, you know, maybe like He's like it's okay. And, yeah, and we playing around your old friends because, yeah. you know, it's just too. Too easy to fall back in the old ways. Yeah. Wow. We went, we went deep today, babe. <laughs> but I'm so glad. I, I'm really glad that um, you were able to open up and you're able to be vulnerable. Um, we do tell our story um, in more depth and detail in my book, Making Beauty from the Ashes, which you can find on Making Beauty with the ashes.com, um, Amazon or pretty much anywhere else. Um, but you know, betrayal is painful, but, and I want to put a big, butt in there, but you can heal from it. There is hope through it. And I am a living Testament to that. You are Brian. We, we both are. Yeah, it takes it takes both sides giving one hundred percent. It does for the other, not one hundred percent for yourself, yes. but one hundred percent for the other. Yeah, yeah. I mean, we still, you know, just being completely honest and transparent. We still have our bad days. Yeah. So don't think that if you're coming out of it, or you've been through it, and you're healing right now and trying to get through it, that you get you're not gonna have bumps in the rows because you do. I mean, oh, we yeah. had we had one yesterday. Mm-hmm. The enemy, and it was just, he's so it was set on it. Things where. I got frustrated with you. Mm-hmm. And I was like, I'm just going to ignore our text. <laughs> and then, you know, yeah, you sent me a text. I sent a text. I loved you. And it was squash. I couldn't do without you. And because at the end of the day, right. We always come back to our baseline right. at the right. end of the day. Yeah. It's us. Right. It's our family. Yeah. It's God. And that, that, that smashes the plans of the enemy so fast. Every when time. You just, it's all pride. Mm-hmm. It's swallowing pride. Yep. It's, it's me swallowing pride or you swallowing pride. And yeah. we learn to do that. It's like, you know, we used to just like, I'm going to ignore you half the day. Or if you send me a text, I'm out. I'm not going to reply. Yeah. But it's just you swallow your pride and say, I love you and I'm sorry. Yeah. And in the end, our families were so much more oh than goodness. losing time through the day trying to, you know, yeah. be the mean one and not <laughs> say something back. Or it's like. Text. Do you want to be right then, or do you want to build just, connection? It, it you know, just, it lifts so much heaviness off of you yeah. when you do that. It's like instant. It is. I mean, because at the end of the day, connection and right. love right. is what we're going after. Right. Not. But our kids see it too. Mm-hmm. Our kids see when we when we're quick to uh, forgive, forgive each other. Yeah. As our gosh, our kids are just so loving. Our, you know, and I just want to throw this in there. You know, God restoring us. He didn't just leave it there. He restored yeah. our kids right. too. And they're, so they're the most respectful you guys, kids. if you're going through something and you're worried about what your kids have seen, what they've heard, just pray for them. Cause my, our kids have seen and they're heard yeah. so much. I wish we could have 
shielded them from. Right. But it is what it is. Yeah. But the Lord's faithful and he won't just restore us and leave our kids a mess. He'll restore our kids too. But right. um, I really hope that this has encouraged you guys. I know we went a little heavy today, but um, I really feel like, gosh, when we get into, <laughs> I feel like I'm trying to not rush these podcasts because right. I want to get into the redemption side so bad. but. I really, um, I do. I just want to jump right in and go, look what God did. God did this. We have so many supernatural stories of where God just showed up and showed mm-hmm. off and just, and he, continues to. and he continues to this day. We have so many stories Man, and I, I can't just, wait. Just our marriage, but God, yeah. financially and just job. He's restored and, every arena in our lives. Yeah. I mean, it's just, I mean, he is like, yeah, we, just, we made him. We made him our world. We did, and then our he world, just yeah. invaded and ours. He is, yeah, it's like he, he, he hits every aspect of our life, no matter what it is. Yeah, but yeah. It's, just, it's so amazing when you get to that place with him. Yeah. He just he shows off. He does. He shows <laughs> off in our lives constantly. He does. And people around us know. The pastor knows. It's just you know. Yeah. Different things that he's done in in our lives. Mm-hmm. It's it's amazing. It's amazing. I've seen it firsthand. Yes, prayers answered. Prayers you know, just yes. instantly. We are we are we are living answered prayers. We had so many people that were praying mm-hmm. for us. Of yeah. course, at the end, we had a lot that had fallen off the wagon. They were done right. praying, but it doesn't matter. That's that's the thing that I want people to to. You don't have to have a hundred people praying for you. Right. I think towards the end, we maybe had a handful of people yeah, praying for us. Just a couple. <laughs> Those faithful ones that they knew God's heart. Yeah. I remember, and I'll just throw this in here before we close. Um, my sister, Amy, uh, something had happened in our relationship. It was a bad thing. I don't of even course. remember what it was, but she was so angry at, at you, Brian. She was so mad and she just was in her kitchen and she was like, God, just let her, let him go. And she said that she heard the Holy Spirit rise up in her so ferociously and yell, no, do not pray that way. And she said from that moment on, she did not pray against us because she knew without a doubt that God was for our marriage. God was for restoration. And so when she told me that, of course, after the fact, I was like, wow, that's amazing that God like would not even let you pray opposite of his will. And that's just beautiful. There was a lot of people. I mean, there was a lot of people praying. Yeah. I mean, my parents had pastors, two different pastors of theirs texting me that they're praying for me. Yeah. I was having dreams. Yeah. Of different pastors and friends. In my dreams, they were praying for me and asking me what I was doing, why I was doing these things. Yes. So, I mean, you know, God was messing me up (laughs) and I didn't even know it, you know, having dreams and stuff. And then, you know, there was other dreams we'll get into later about my kids, you know. Oh my gosh, yeah. God was messing you up. Messing (laughs) messing me up, you know. See? Crying, so. That's the thing. You know, you guys, God... 
that person that you're praying for, you may not see what's going on. You may not even see any change, but God was just giving you horrific dreams. (laughs) You couldn't escape them. God gives people horrific dreams. Yeah. I didn't even know he was doing that. Yeah, he was me. And, you know, it was, you know, from those horrific dreams to... You know, a minister friend of ours yeah. putting his hand on my shoulder and saying, son, what are you doing? You know, in a dream. And you know, there was different ones. You know, God was working on me even when I was asleep. He was, I know. Well, I think we're coming to the end of this podcast. And I'm just, I'm really thankful for you guys going on this journey with us as we are pursuing healthy marriage Um, We hope you join us next week. It's going to be a good one as we keep diving into healing a broken marriage. Until next time. We bless you. you.